it's super common to us as stepmoms to feel like you're not taken seriously as a parent. And it's really common as a stepmom to feel like nobody pays attention to you or that you've been volunteered for all of these responsibilities that you didn't sign up for. Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail? I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the queen of your castle. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Queen of Your Castle podcast. I am your host, Brittany Lynch, and I hope that life has been treating you very well. I hope that your world feels like it's beginning to return to normal post-COVID. I know here in Alberta, our schools are back in for September. So my husband just took my stepson back to school shopping. And this is the first year I think that my stepson cared enough about which clothes he got And he actually went with my husband to pick out his outfits. So he's going into middle school, turning 13 right away. He just dyed his hair a little bit darker. And man, what a wild, what a wild, wild ride that it's been. He's getting so big and grown up and he's changed so much since I first met him. I mean, we all have. Our whole family has. It's really pretty incredible to think back and realize how far we've come individually and as a whole. And, you know, I was sitting out on the back deck last weekend while my stepson and Rory, our two and a half year old wild child, they were jumping on the trampoline. They had the sprinkler going. My stepson is obsessed with putting dish soap on the trampoline when the sprinkler's going because it makes the trampoline super slippery and sudsy and it's just a lot more fun for him. But they were just out there, you know, having a time, slipping and sliding and laughing and jumping. And I'm pretty convinced that my stepson is Rory's favorite person in the whole entire world, which only makes me jealous sometimes. But, you know, Rory just loves his big brother. And my stepson is just so good with him. He's so patient and so gentle and does the best, the best big brother. If you're not familiar with Rory because you don't watch my Instagram stories, Rory is a wild little human being. And uh, yeah, my stepson is just pretty much polar, pretty much polar opposite. (laughs) But I was sitting on the deck last weekend, you know, beside my amazing husband, Seamus, and I've got my arm linked through his and we're watching the boys play and watching how good my stepson is with Rory and watching how much fun they have together. And all of a sudden, I'm in tears. 
all of a sudden I'm just completely overwhelmed and I am in tears. And I realize I'm completely overwhelmed with this wave of gratitude and appreciation. And I'm completely overwhelmed with this feeling of recognizing like, this is it. This is that feeling I've chased after my whole life. This is the feeling that I hope to help every single one of my clients experience over and over and over again. This is the feeling of just complete and total presence of being so in the moment that the only thing that exists is what's in front of you. This is it. This is so it. And the more I've trained my mind, the more often I realize that I spend a lot more and more time in moments of presence. And what I mean by that is that I spend less time in my head replaying memories from the past and I spend less time in my mind predicting or planning or imagining what the future might look like. I spend less time in these thought spirals down the rabbit hole with our good friend Gina. And as a result, I spend more time focusing my energy and my attention and emotions and thoughts on what is real, on what is true, on what is there in that moment. Recognizing when you're present is a really funny thing. At least it is for me. If you've ever experienced moments like these before, then this analogy may or may not be how you feel. Let me know. We can chat about it. But the way it feels to me is like that moment right before you fall asleep when you just feel totally relaxed and safe and warm and you do not have a care in the world. But, you know, the second, the second you realize that you're just about to fall asleep, the second that you have enough awareness awareness to recognize that you're drifting off, you sort of snap yourself out of it, right? And you awaken, you wake yourself up and you're alert again. You're like, ah, damn it. <laughs> Why am I awake again? But this is how it feels to me when I'm in presence. It's like when I'm in there, I'm in that fluffy cloud where life feels perfect. But the second I realize I'm in there, I snap myself out of it. And then I'm like, damn it. Like, I want to go back in there. Put me back in there. But as soon as I realize I'm being present, I'm not present anymore because I'm thinking about being present. Anyway, so why on earth am I talking about this? And what the heck does it have to do with you as a stepmom? Like, hey, my stepkids wish I was never born and my partner's ex has a voodoo doll of me in their basement and my in-laws are still showcasing a photo from my partner's first wedding on their mantle. So why are you filling my head with this nonsense about falling asleep in clouds and snapping out of it? And my answer to that would be because 
these moments that I'm so fortunate to experience now, these moments of presence. I truly, truly believe that every human is searching for the feeling that's found in presence, but they just don't know it yet because maybe they've never experienced it. So I want to share with you how I was able to get to a place where there are moments of my life that I get so wrapped up in that all the bad things that have happened in the past and all the stressful things from the future that haven't happened yet, those just don't exist. Like what could it look like for you if even for a few fleeting moments, you had relief from that constant pull between past and future? What would it feel like for you if for even a few fleeting moments, your mind was free of that nonsense that the ex said and that nonsense that the kids said and that memory of the time that your spouse didn't stand up for you? What would it feel like if for even a few fleeting moments, if your mind wasn't preoccupied with trying to plan for every possible permutation and combination of the future? Well, spoiler alert, it feels really bloody good, like really, really effing good. So to get to this point where I find myself overcome with gratitude to the point that I find myself in tears, it's obviously taken a lot of work. Like ask anyone who knew me in high school or my early 20s or even moments in not very the not very distant past. I it's it's incredible to look back. It's incredible to look back and realize that that's how I used to live my life. It's incredible to look back and realize the things that used to occupy my mind all of the time. So to get to this point, to get to this point has been so worth it, but there's been a lot of work involved. And part of that work has been to answer this question, this repeating pivotal pillar question that my life pretty much centers around now. And that question is, who would I be if I already had what I wanted? So in other words, so many people work from this place of like, if I had a little more time, then I could fit my spouse in more often and then our relationship could be better. Or they say, well, if I had a little more money, then I could hire someone to help out around the house And then I wouldn't be so stressed and burnt out. I was first introduced to this concept by my mentor, Jim Fortin. And he said that this place, this place of people saying, if I had a little more of this, then I could do a little more of that. And then I would have what I wanted, right? If I had a little more of this, then I could do a little more of that. 
And then I would get a little bit more of what I wanted. Then I could finally have it. Then I could finally do the things that I wanted. Then I could finally have the life I wanted to have. But something I've noticed to be true, the reason that we are in these sticky situations in the first place is because we keep waiting for more time or more money or more energy to just show up. We're waiting for those things to drop on our doorstep before we let ourselves push forward. And if you're like 99% of people on this planet, then you probably have some big limiting beliefs yourself and you're probably completely unaware of them. If you're like most stepmoms, then you've probably said something along the lines of, well, if I had more time, then I could spend it with my stepkids and then we'd be able to bond. Or if I had a little more money, then I'd finally book that trip that my spouse and I have been talking about for years. And then we'd be able to bring our relationship back to where it was a couple of years ago or a few years ago or 10 years ago. Or if I had a little more patience, then I'd be able to tolerate my stepkids. And then my partner and I would stop fighting. But this way of thinking is so backwards. It's not even funny how backwards it is. Because if you don't have the time now, then what are you doing differently to make the time? And if you don't have the money now, then what are you doing differently to change that? And if you don't have the patience now, then what are you doing to actively build the patience? People in general will always stay where they are because they believe they don't have a choice. Most people believe that one day by some stroke of luck, there will just be a magical change in their circumstances and they'll win the lottery, right? And boom, all of their problems will be solved. But if that was true, then why do lottery winners say that within a year of winning the lottery, they're no happier than they were before they won it? It's because money's never been the problem. Money's actually never been the missing ingredient that keeps somebody from advancing, And look, like when the world shut down because of COVID and lots of people found themselves with all this time on their hands, did most people use that time to work on improving themselves or getting closer to their goals? Like, sure, I'm sure some did. And it was probably impossible for lots of women, especially who got thrust into this kind of double or triple workload of working from home while homeschooling, while having no childcare, while still keeping the house from burning down. But a lot of other people just laid around and watched Netflix. I mean, just look what happened to Netflix share price during COVID. And if we're being honest, I, I was one of those Netflix bingers during COVID. That whole sitch totally flattened my mental health. 
But something I realized once I started feeling better was that I'd been delaying doing so many things because I said I didn't have the time to do them. I said, well, I don't have eight hours a day anymore to work. So this must mean I just don't have any time, period. But the truth was that I always made time for the things I thought were important. And let me tell you, Queen of the South and Downton Abbey were definitely at the top of my priority list. I had plenty of time to binge those shows. Now, am I am I talking smack about people who lay around and watch Netflix? Like, absolutely not. <laughs> if, I, if I had my dream life, I would probably spend six months laying on the couch watching Netflix. Probably not that much, but. This isn't a, this isn't a laying around watching Netflix judging hour. But what I am challenging is this lie that a lot of people tell themselves. This lie that I don't have the time to do this thing that I want to do. I don't have the time to make my life better. So I'm just going to mope about and complain about not having the time while I throw on another episode. Because if you really want something, you'll make it happen. If you don't want it, you'll make excuses, plain and simple. And not having enough time and not having enough money and not having enough energy, those are excuses. Now, I also realize that this can get really complicated when you're a stepmom. Because if you're anything like me and if you're anything like so many other stepmoms that I've met then you may find that you've wound up in this place where you feel like or you believe that you don't have any choices, that you don't have a choice. It's super common to us as stepmoms to feel like you're not taken seriously as a parent. And it's really common as a stepmom to feel like nobody pays attention to you or that you've been volunteered for all of these responsibilities that you didn't sign up for. And I've been there myself. So I totally, totally get this. And I've talked to so many women who have been in this situation. Like I know it's a very real thing for us in our community. And I know that there's a lot of resistance behind learning that there is a different way, that there is a different way to think, that there is a different way to live because this is all you've known for how long it feels like this is the only thing you're going to know. But let me ask you this. If you don't believe that you have any choices now, if you don't believe that you have enough time or enough money or enough energy now, then maybe ask yourself how long you've been using those same excuses in the past to keep you from going after what you want in the future or in this moment. Because the truth is, if you are allowing the circumstances of your life to dictate the way that you feel, and if you're letting excuses or fear of the unknown dictate the way that you spend your time and money and energy, or that you don't spend your time and energy and money, then you're just destined to keep repeating the same patterns that got you to this place to begin with every single time. So where I teach my clients to work from, which is where multiple of my mentors have taught me to work from, which has been 
instrumental in transforming my life always come back comes back to that pivotal question that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Who would I be if I already had what I wanted? In other words, what kind of person would I be so that I just would automatically do what I needed to do in order to have the results that I wanted to have? And you'll notice that this is the complete opposite of where most people work from. Instead of, if I had a little more time, then I could hang out with my stepson more often and then I could be happy as a stepmom. Instead of that, it becomes, if I already was a happy stepmom, what would I be doing? If I already was healthy physically, mentally, and emotionally, what would I be doing? If I already was bonded with my stepson, what would I be doing? What kind of person would I be? So the result comes after you commit to being the person who gets the result rather than choosing to commit to the excuse as the reason that you can't have the result. And so leading up to the point where I was sitting on my deck arm in arm with my amazing husband who I love to the ends of the earth and back again and I'm in tears at the beautiful life that we have literally walked through hellfire to create. I'd already been embodying the person who has the life that I had before I had this life. I'd already been embodying that person for a very significant amount of time. I was that person before I saw the results. The results came after I chose to be the person. So it kept coming back to this question. You know, I kept saying to myself, who do I have to be and what do I have to do in order to have the life of my dreams? And so there came the 5 a.m. wake-ups and there came the decision to stop drinking alcohol and there came the dedication to daily mindfulness practices And there came the commitment to continue working with mentors who could show me the way and show me what they did, how they embodied the person that they wanted to be. And before I knew it, my reality started to match what I was envisioning for my dream life. Before I knew it, practicing yoga when the sun came up just became part of who I was. Before I knew it, my husband and I started looking at houses on beaches because I was being the person, being the wife, being the stepmom, being the business owner. Because I was being the person who is committed to the result rather than to the excuses. And trust me, I had a lot of excuses when I started this. I became the person who chose to see the possibilities instead of the limitations. So think of it this way. Someone who's a marathon runner, someone who crosses the finish line of a marathon, that person has decided that they're a marathon runner in their mind long before they get to the finish line. Where do you think the phrase, she's made her mind up, she's made up her mind, where do you think that phrase came from? You know, long before a marathon runner puts on their bib, they've asked themselves, who do I have to be and what do I have to do in order to be the person who finishes a marathon? They don't say, well, if I had a little more time, then I could train six days a week and then I could run a marathon. 
They don't say, well, if the weather was better, then I could train and then I would be ready for a marathon. Like, no way, right? They say, I'm a marathon runner. Therefore, I train six days a week, rain or shine, because this is who I am. So I want to end off by asking you a question. If you already had your happily ever after, if you already had your moments on the deck with your spouse where the tears filling your eyes were from pure joy and gratitude and appreciation and presence, if you already woke up every morning with the thought of like, yeah, this is what life's all about. This is why I was put on this earth. And you already went to bed every night with the thought of like, I'm the luckiest freaking person in the world to live the life that I live. Who would you be? I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week, same time, same place. For more behind-the-scenes action and to get really up close and personal with me and our beautiful step family, jump on over to Instagram and follow me at The Step Queen. Don't be shy. Send me a DM. Tag me in your posts. Tag me in your stories. Let me know what you're up to and what about the podcast has been blowing your mind. I cannot wait to get to know you better and Instagram is my jam. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend. <laughs>